Good morning and welcome to Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. I'm Chris Yao. Hope you guys are having a fantastic Wednesday. We have got a great show for you and looking forward to telling you all about the news and happenings from around Southern Middle Tennessee in Giles, Lawrence, and Murray counties. We have so much to get to and a lot of headlines from our area. So, the wrap. Time now to tell you about what you can find on the front page of this week's Main Street Murray. There are two stories that talk about the Grand Marshals of local parades. The Spring Hill Christmas Parade coming up on Saturday will feature uh, April Goad, the city recorder, who uh, has been with the city for 36 years and has seen it grow from a small one-horse town to the bustling near metropolis it is today. And uh, there are several folks who wished their kind words to April in the story. So make sure to check that out. You can also find a story on the Columbia Christmas Parades. Uh, Grand Marshal Ashley Brown, a uh, veteran and has served the community as well as this country. And so there is a story from Olivia Adams, of course, on the front page of this week's paper. Also, a couple of government stories from Spring Hill. They are adding four pickleball courts to the uh, park at Walnut Street, where the skate park is. In addition to those four pickleball courts, there will also be a new building constructed that will house restrooms. They've not had restrooms there to this point. So they are in front of the Planning Commission right now to get approval for that as well. And it comes from a grant from the uh, Parks and Rec state grants. So they'll be paying for that. It is a, a bit of a match from the city as well, but uh, most of it will be paid from a grant. Also, the Planning Commission in Spring Hill heard from Sleep Inn as well as residents in the downtown overlay district who are uh, opposed to a Sleep Inn being put in the downtown district uh, near the library, as well as over uh, right behind First Farmers Bank next to uh, Home Depot on Kedron Road. So a lot of interesting information in that. They uh, were seeking a parking variant so that their parking lot would not have to be as large. And unfortunately that was denied. So now the building is going to have to be a little bit taller than expected. So uh, find a little bit about that as well in the paper. And there's so much more on the inside as well. Uh, stories from across Murray County. And uh, of course, Mrs. Chute's Penny Drive is going on. All of that and much, much more. Again, Main Street Murray is where to find it. We're going to go down now to Scott Stewart again, where the Lawrence County Advocate headlines. Hey everybody, it's Scott Stewart, and this is the Lawrence County Advocate Wrap for this week. Christmas trees across Lawrence County came to life with the Loretto and Lawrenceburg tree lighting ceremonies that were held over the weekend. You toss in a, a Lawrenceburg parade that was just a day late, and they had to postpone it for weather. But we got some great pictures of all these events. They're right there on the front page of the Lawrence County Advocate this week. We hope you enjoy that. We expect to have more of those photos coming up over the next few weeks. 
Uh, also on the front page, Center for Seniors. This It's a great program for seniors uh, and for shut-ins where uh, they are, there's gifts and needs provided for them. I think there's like 650 seniors every year and shut-ins are served by this program and they need some help with some donations. Find out all about that on the front page of The Advocate. I found out last week just how much Lawrence County is growing when I covered the Lawrenceburg Utility System board meeting. You know, if you ever really want to know how much is a community is growing or where it's growing, go to the utilities. Find out what's going on with the utilities. And that's what I found out last week at the LUS board meeting. Lawrenceburg and Lawrence County in general are growing, in, uh, well, in a lot of different ways. And there's an update on all the projects that are going on with LUS. Uh, we've got a tremendous story from last week about the successful rescue of a victim trapped in a grain bin up in Etheridge. You know, it's a story about life-saving efforts, but it's also a story about how important the equipment and training are that our first responders receive. And uh, so that's a great story. Check that one out on the front page. Also on the front, Sandy Mashburn tells us about last week's county commission meeting. Inside, we've got an update on the shelter. Karen Niedergrazes visited the Rotary Club, and we got a little update on what's going on with them. Uh, also, a Lorena man died. Um, in an automobile accident down in Alabama. That's on the inside as well. And if there's folks, you guys need to sign up for your new garbage pickup by December the 15th. All that on page A2. A Loretta drug investigation results in the seizure of drugs and money, and four people were arrested. We've got that information. If you're looking to grow your business, there's a Lunch and Learn coming up on December the 12th, and it's on how to grow your business through a YouTube channel. So check that out. Uh, we've got columns in, on our opinions page, one from uh, County Executive David Morgan, the other from UT System President Randy Boyd. Uh, the Lawrence County Historical Society has a report this week, and it's all about the history of Loretto. Very interesting, by the way. The Advocate and Heritage Automotive Football Contest is over. We want to thank everybody who played this year. We want to congratulate everybody who won, and we're looking forward to next year's football season. We may have a little tweak here or there with our football contest. Uh, we've got two pages of comics again. Start looking for that every week. And uh, comics and puzzles. And two pages of sports this week, including big wins for Loretto and Summertown boys and girls. All that is in this week's edition of the Lawrence County Advocate. You need to pick yours up today. We'll be right back after this. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Having a good confident smile and being able to portray that positivity to others is really helpful. A professional family atmosphere is what we get every time we come here. Our hygienists do a better job at kind of assessing mouths and coming up with plans than most dentists do. They're very kind and they're very aware of other people. I think if there's things that I would want you to leave here with, I want you to feel like you were heard, that we listened to you, and I want you to feel like that your concerns were addressed. Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. Again, I'm Chris Yao, and glad to have you guys along with us. I had a chance to sit down with uh, some folks here in Murray County who are doing a lot of good work 
through their nonprofit and uh, trying to help people find a path back from uh, criminal records via expungements, but also trying to help the youth in, here in Columbia avoid uh, having to go through that in the future by avoiding criminal charges altogether. So we'll go with it to Jai Lipscomb, uh, who is with uh, All Hands on Deck. All Hands on Deck, um, we started a few years ago just doing something as simple as community service, wanting to um, redirect some, help folks redirect their lives. So we started doing expungements in the area as far as just helping people clean up their records so that they can have uh, better future opportunities. And what we found in that is that we found um, some uh, of those issues stem from youth um, involved issues. When they were 12, 13, 14, we saw uh, a behavior pattern as far as where a lot of that stemmed from when they were 12, 13, 14. Um, and so wanted to, uh, to bridge that gap. And so we came up with the concept of Vision Academy where we started a youth group um, to where we take preventative measures to keep that from actually happening. Having their records expunged can mean different things for different people. And that is what All Hands on Deck is focused on bringing. A new lease on life for any and all who come through their service. Um, we saw folks being able to have better job opportunities, meaning that was able to help their families. Um, we saw people being able to have better benefits because we saw where, um, uh, for instance, if you have a young lady that can't get uh, government benefits because she has a previous um, uh, flaw on her record, that may prevent her from being able to feed her kids and getting government benefits. So we're able to clear those uh, those. Uh, those hurdles and allow them to benefit and help their families. Voting rights, yes, voting rights being Especially restored. Voting rights. Yeah. Um, some gun rights being restored. Um, being able to um, be around um, their children again. I know a couple times where they had got their record cleaned. Um, some people um, was just being able to actually um, go out and do business or start a business. Because you know they had a you know previous record stopping them from going able to being able to go in and and you know I guess um, ask for business loans and stuff like that. So um, I know one instance because when they come out the um, courtroom, I normally take their picture, video, you know, and, and some people just share a couple things with me what they really wanted to do and or what they was doing it for, and some of that stuff was remarkable. It's indescribable for me. It's a I know I get emotional, so um, for me to see that um, that we're able to play a, a small factor in helping people um, change um, and to re redirect their futures, and not just theirs, but their family, and to see a burden lifted, that's what we hear the most, is a burden that was lifted, some having a burden lifted from when they were 18, 20 years old, and a 20-year burden, you know, lifted and being able to vote at the age of 40 and 50 years old for the first time. So, um, what about for me? For me, it was about more of showing um, the youth boys, um, having a, you know, helping them grow up to be, you know, young men. You know, back in the day, we was always taught, you know, to be a man, you got to take care of the women and children in your community. And somewhere down the line, that has been lost. So, me personally, I just want to make sure that I get, you know, young men to understand that concept of what it used to be back in the day of, you know, being, you know, taking care of the women and children in your community is, is part of being a man. 
The focus, however, is on Murray County's youth. And what All Hands on Deck is doing is trying to get ahead of the problem. Um, some of the ways as far as uh, one of our programs being able to train some of the youth uh, with work ethic, um, giving them some of the skill and jobs that, uh, job skills that are needed for them to be able to go out and get jobs um, um, in today's society. Just giving them basic life skills. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, the way the hustle and bustle is of today's world, a lot of parents are working a lot. Um, so, you know, teaching kids that you can come home, teach them how to cook for themselves, um, teach them how to take care of themselves, um, knowing basic skills in the kitchen, you know. Basic math skills, finances. Math, yeah, financing, uh, financial um, literacy. Just like I said, basic life skills where they can be a better person, a better citizen for their community. Leadership skills. Yeah. And if you would like to help, you can go to myahod.org or visit their Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash ahod.org. We'll be back with more mornings on Main Street right after this. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Welcome to the Columbia Arts District, one of the most vibrant communities in all of Columbia and Murray County, where every place and everyone has a story. I'm Chris Yao, and I'm going to tell you just a few of those stories this week in Murray County. Columbia's Arts District is thriving while also undergoing a makeover that will undoubtedly create a welcoming environment for both locals and visitors to the Temple of the Universe. A $2.1 million streetscape project on Garden Street set to include paving, utility relocation, and additional space for community art visibility, coupled with the $830,000 sidewalk project on South High Street, will transform an already vibrant neighborhood into another unique place to be for local events, shopping, and eating, in addition to the city's booming downtown. Um, as, as we stand here, we, we overhear the, the, the work that's being performed now on uh, South Garden Street with respect to the Streetscape project um, that is really the, the biggest investment that we've made, single, single investment anyway, uh, approximately $2.1 million being spent on a Streetscape project that will really enhance the, the welcomeness feel to the Arts District, certainly the entry point of it, and just shows the city's commitment to continuing to see this district thrive. The district, established in 2016, allows additional property rights for owners and tenants for properties within the special zoning overlay limited for use of artists, artisans, and the establishment of artistic and creative enterprises, workshops, and retail living spaces, regardless of existing zoning classifications. Because of that distinction, the number of businesses and housing projects in the district have skyrocketed, which has caught the attention of national brands such as Bradley Mountain, a San Diego business that has since relocated to the district. So we are a leather goods manufacturer, and we also do a lot of apparel and uh, all-American-made goods. Um, we were really hunting for just a, a place that we felt like had a lot of um, growth potential, 
um, a lot of excitement around it, and um, we just love the character, the old uh, industrial buildings. Um, and actually, we've, we've found this spot, uh, met the landlord here, the, they're amazing people to work with, uh, the Garrow family. And um, we've kind of later found out that the city was doing the renovations on Garden Street here. Business owners are being drawn to the district for the vibe businesses and shoppers have created over the last few years. Travis Mitchell, who recently opened his hairstyling shop inside Colt Persona, located on the top floor of the Columbia Arts Building, said being around other creatives is what drew he and his wife to the district for their business. We're creatives. My wife and I are creatives and you know, artists come in many, many forms and uh, shapes and sizes. And I'm a hairstylist. I cut men's hair, women's hair. And for me, it is art and it is creating shapes and silhouettes and what better place to submerge yourself in that type of work than around other creatives and other artists and being inspired by people who paint, people who do sculpture, you know, uh, metalwork, woodworking, it, you know, it's all art to us. And I just think that that's really cool and it's really inspiring and it helps us hone in our craft. And we just really dig being part of a community in the arts district here. That we're just surrounded by like-minded people in that way. The cab has a number of tenants, including the popular sandwich shop, Ollie and Finn's, Counter, and Bad Idea Brewing, but also features shopping on the first floor as well. Though according to Butler stationery owner Jonathan Butler, that's one of the better kept secrets in town. The uh, biggest hindrance we have is just the first floor of the cab. Most people don't realize there's a first floor. They think the first floor is upstairs where the food is. So. While the downtown square and the spokes from that area get much deserved recognition, this is where the city can show off that personality. We also talk a lot about our, our downtown being an attraction and almost a tourist attraction. I mean, every time we hear from visitors, they talk about just the, the beauty of our historic downtown. We like that. We embrace that. We want to continue that. But I also happen to believe that this arts district is a natural spillover from that downtown. And so trying to find ways to further connect downtown and the arts district together so that when folks come downtown, they don't just leave after they visited our downtown. They're enticed to stay. Mayor Chaz Mortar said he believes on a personal level the district is something that can unite Columbia residents with a common thread. Well, you know, I've always said that you'd be hard-pressed to find a vibrant community that does not also have a vibrant quality of life. I think art brings people together, and I also want to live in a community that, 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 is, that is united by what brings them together instead of divided by what separates them. And, and, and the Arts District also has a piece of that. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Runner of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, R.A. Dickey. R.A., did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. Ryan McGee. <laughs> <laughs> other guy Wham married the best looking girl Bananarama, so other guy Wham had a pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m.
p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Welcome back in to Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. Time now to take a look at sports, and I'll be filling in for Maurice Patton this week uh, as Mo has a conflict on Wednesday morning. And so we will get back with him next week here. Uh, but you can always catch us together on Main Street Sports today, each weekday from 2 until 4, right here on Main Street Media Television. In this week's Main Street Murray, you can find uh, coverage of Santa Fe, Columbia Central, as well as Richland on the front page of uh, this week's Main Street Murray Sports page. We can also find inside box scores from uh, around the area. Uh, there, every box score that, that is submitted, uh, we run uh, to let you guys know who scored and what the final scores were. So all of that is inside this week's paper. You can also find uh, the all-region teams from our area teams. The all-region teams were announced over the last week, and we have compiled them and put them into one convenient place just for you. So make sure to check that out as well. You can also, of course, find Larry Woody and much, much more in Main Street Murray Sports Edition. We'll go now down to Giles County, where Wade Neely is standing by. Busy week for us here at the Pulaski Citizen. We have a jam-packed sports section for you guys this week including a feature story on the full-strength Giles County Bobcats with their football players back on the roster. GCHS picked up wins versus Fayetteville and Shelbyville Central, both of which came on the road. And Giles County is starting to click, folks, with, the, again, the addition of key members of their football team that are now fully into basketball mode. Kamari Turner has been the bright spot early for Giles County as the GCHS senior wide receiver and quarterback has made his presence felt on the hardwood. He hit five three-pointers in the win 68-63 uh, last Tuesday versus Fayetteville City and then followed up with five more three-pointers in the win Thursday night at Shelbyville. That win avenged a early regular season loss at home for Giles County in double overtime, but GCHS wiped the floor with Shelbyville in the return matchup, and Turner was a key part in those victories. Also have content for the Richland Lady Raiders, who are holding down the fort without their head coach. Chad Hall is on the mend after a medical procedure, and interim coach Matt Miller has stepped up and guided Richland. The Lady Raiders picked up two wins last week, including a nice win on the road versus Mount Pleasant. They also knocked off East Robertson earlier in the week. So we have content there. We also have words on the Richland Raiders, including words from yours truly. Had a chance to check out the Raiders in person as they knocked off Mount Pleasant last week. But we're going to get a lot of buzz after the win versus East Robertson. Yes, East Robertson was not at full strength as they were competing in the football state championship themselves. But Richland, you got to play them when you got to play them. And after losing on the road last year to East Robertson, they get a little measure of revenge. As it stands right now, that is the only scheduled meeting between the two teams this season. Also, you can find words on the UT Southern Women's Soccer Program as the Firehawks are back in their fifth ever national semifinal. UTS would ultimately lose that semifinal. We did not able or were not able to sneak that in just ahead of press time as the matches were originally set to be played on Saturday, the semifinals. 
but Mother Nature got involved. Heavy rains in the lower Alabama area forced those matches to Monday, and UT Southern fell by the wayside, unfortunately. They fall 7-3 to three to William Carey. But in the run-up to that, they were phenomenal as they had two really, really emotional victories, one coming in penalty kicks versus Benedictine Kansas in the round of 16, and then last Thursday, UTS picked up a win 1-0 versus the number five tournament seed, Central Methodist, number four seed, Central Methodist last week. Uh, so have content galore from UTS, the, Firehaw uh, the Firehawks, as well as the Bobcats and Lady Bobcats, and of course, it wouldn't be another edition of the Pulaski Citizen without words from our good friend Larry Woody. Speaking of all that, you can find it online if you've missed anything in print. As always, check us out at www.pulaskicitizen.com. Make sure you check our social media channels while you're there. And make sure you get ready for another episode of From the Press Box. We took a two-week hiatus for Thanksgiving and then a post-football funk, but we are back and we are ready to rock and roll. Thursday on social media channels is where you can find the latest edition of From the Press Box. For now, Wayne Ely, sports editor of the Pulaski Citizen, saying so long. Make sure you check us out in print and online at PulaskiCitizen.com. They have always met wildest expectations as far as taking care of my teeth and my health. You know, teeth health is very important now to your heart. And I told him one day, I said, I'd love to have nice teeth and nice hair. And uh, he said, uh, well, I can take care of the teeth, but I can't take care of the hair. And I said, you can make my teeth? He said, yeah. I said, well, let's go for it. And he did. And I have been tremendously pleased. Dr. Hart, if you need him at night, he's here. This staff here will take care of you 24-7. You don't have to worry about I can't get a hold of my dentist, my tooth's hurting. No, they will be here for you. And if I could get Dr. Hart to take that same artistry that he has and grow hair, then he would, he would be double rich. Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. It is now a look at your seven-day forecast as well as today's Wednesday weather. So. Make sure to visit our friends at Tennessee Valley Weather right now. We'll get your forecast. From the Tennessee Valley Weather Channel, this is your weather on Main Street. Good Wednesday morning to you. I'm Kelly Rawson here in the Tennessee Valley Weather Center. We are looking mostly cloudy to start off our Wednesday here in the region with temperatures very chilly close to freezing for a lot of us here in southern middle Tennessee, but those temperatures will warm up, but not much this afternoon. We are only talking the mid to upper 40s for high temperatures in and around southern middle Tennessee with a breezy wind out of the north about 10 to 15 miles an hour. So today, definitely going to be a chillier day, but this little cool spell is going to be short-lived. We warm up about 10 degrees for tomorrow afternoon, but we will fall back into the 30s overnight for your Thursday morning. But by the time we get to Thursday afternoon, we will be feeling nice and seasonable here in the region. Here is a look at your seven-day forecast. We are going to be nice and dry for the next few days with temperatures eventually warming 
warming up after today's high of 48, 56 by Thursday and lower 60s by Friday and then mid 60s ahead of our next shower and storm chance. We are watching the storm system very closely for the potential for some stronger storms. Right now confidence is just not there, but we are very certain that we will at least get a good rainfall Saturday into Sunday with a few thunderstorms in the mix. And that's going to do it for this edition of Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. We're back next week on Wednesday at 10 a.m. right here on Main Street Media Television. And we will be uh, bringing you all the news and happenings from around Southern Middle Tennessee. So make sure to join us right here to keep up with the latest news and information. Of course, you can find uh, the Pulaski Citizen uh, online at PulaskiCitizen.com as well as MainStreetMurray.com. And of course, all of your information at MainStreetMediaTN.com. Uh, you can subscribe to all of the local papers from across Middle Tennessee uh, right there and get all of the information online. And of course, on Main Street Media Television, download on Roku, Apple, Amazon Fire Stick, iOS, as well as Android devices, and watch live or on demand. We're here for you. We'd love to have you come visit us here in Southern Middle Tennessee. Until next time, I'm Chris Yao saying have a great day.